all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. So we say have your way. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. We cast down every distraction. We cast down everything that the enemy would try to throw in our minds to make us unfocused. But tonight, God, we say move by your spirit. Have your way in us. God, don't let us leave the same. God, don't let us leave the same. God, don't let us log off the same. Don't let us get off the app the same. Don't let us get off Facebook the same. Don't let us get off the same. Change us tonight. For those of you that are hungry for God to change something in your life, can I get you to release five seconds of worship right there? Go, five. I'm hungry for change. Four. Come on, Wednesday. Three. Come on. Two. One. Somebody holler. Change. Let's go to work. That's the message tonight. We're in week four of this series, Proverbs. Proverbs means I've taught you wise sayings. And we looked at James 1 and 5. This is if any one of you lacks wisdom. How do you know that you lack wisdom? Number one, you have to assess your life. In other words, you have to look at the report card of your life because it is explained to you and showing you the areas you lack wisdom. If there's an area of your life, you keep going through the same thing year after year, after year, month after month after month, week after week after week. That is God's way of trying to tell you you lack wisdom in this area. Pay attention. Just because you're great at finance doesn't mean you're good at relationships. Let's talk. See, some of you think because you pass one area of life that you know how to pass every area of life. But watch me. God doesn't just want certain sectors of your life to be amazing. He wants everything about your life to be amazing. Watch me. Not perfect, but shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking and all well. So you have to assess say assess you literally have to look at your life and say where can I be honest that something watch me something is off something continues to go through the same cycles and circles this means I like wisdom in this area so I have to assess look at the screen then I have to admit many people never grow in wisdom because they are too arrogant to admit that there's an area they lack it 
You will never grow in what you don't admit that you lack. You're never going to change what you give consent to remain. And I'm so excited you're streaming with somebody. I'm so excited you're sitting next to somebody that already made the declaration, I'm hungry for change. In other words... In other words, God, everything about me that can upgrade, let's go. Everything about me that can be better, let's make it better. I've spent enough of my days, enough of my life going in the same cycles and circles. Somebody holler, change! Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. I need you to shop that thing like by the time you get home, something's going to be different in your house. One, two, three, change! I have to assess then I have to admit, I got to admit, this is not as good as it can be. You have to admit, I need wisdom in this area. What is wisdom? Wisdom, watch me, wisdom is not knowledge. Knowledge and wisdom are two different things. Say two different things. All right? Knowledge is what to do. Wisdom is why to do it. If you understand your why, then you will always be able to comprehend and handle your what. See, when you understand the why I do it, then I will understand the what that I do. See, some of you, because you don't understand your why, you always question your what, which is why you think God's picking on you, not realizing he's actually picked you. Why? Because wisdom gives me a why. In other words, watch me. Come here, David. Uh, since a little boy, you have had to fight the battles of grown men. In fact, you never got to have a normal childhood like other people did because God never looked at you as a normal child. But if you do not get wisdom about why you were created, you will think God has picked on you and is mad at you and not realize that, in fact, God has picked you so you can have wisdom about your walk. So David walks up to the battle and all the other grown men, all the other warriors are saying, we can't fight Goliath. But David said, wait a minute who is this uncircumcised philistine that dared defy the armies of the living god in other words i got a wife that explains my what i knew i know now why i had to fight the lion i know now why i had to fight the bear in other words my life makes sense when i have wisdom let's go i have to assess it then i have to admit it say admit it you got to tell the truth that there's some areas you like wisdom and then you have to amend a word amend there means change say assess Admit, amend. amend. I, now, so, so watch this. If any of you lacks wisdom, so this is how I figure out where I lack wisdom. Let him ask God who gives generously uh, without reproach and it will be given to him. And I've taught you that God answers the prayer for wisdom in how many ways? Three primary ways. Number one, you're a leader. This is why you come to church. You come to church to get wisdom, not just to feel good. You come to church to get wisdom, not just to sit there and shake your head. You come to church to get wisdom, not just to say, mm, come on, he preaching. No, you come to church so that, watch me, you can get results. I am not interested in simply being another church that sits up and has Christian shareholder meetings, but don't nobody change. I am not interested in, watch me, I am not interested in propagating American Christianity, which is not the same thing as biblical Christianity that actually brings change to the lives of the people that it impacts. We are to preach the gospel, and the gospel means good news, and the good news means that it doesn't leave anything the way that it was. The good news is that the bad news is wrong. This is why the Bible says that God gives you pastors after his own heart. Everybody listen, God doesn't call you to a church. Mm -mm, that's not biblical. God doesn't call you to a community. He doesn't call you to a congregation. No, the Bible says I will give you pastors. I'll give you a shepherd after my own heart and will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So this is why God, watch me, will give you a man of God and you're called to that voice. And that voice will begin to wake things up on the inside of you. That's why you're in the building tonight. That's why you're streaming online. That's why you listen to the podcast. Because when I speak, watch me, you hear God through me. Y'all ain't... 
And all of a sudden, you begin to realize, wait a minute, my life hasn't been wasted. You begin to realize, wait a minute, I'm not crazy. I knew I was built for more. I knew I was born for more. Here you go. I knew I was born to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. I knew there was greatness on the inside of me, but watch me, that greatness is voice activated. I needed to have a voice to speak life into my life so I could change my life. Right Then after your leader, then your labor. Everything you go through, God's not going to waste anything. We looked at the scripture in Ecclesiastes that said wisdom brings success. If the axe is dull, you're going to have to use more strength. But if you have wisdom, wisdom will bring success. Say God's not going to waste anything. What if I told you that everything you've been through, God literally is going to use all of it? Watch me, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What if I told you, what if I told you everything you've walked through, God says, I intend to use all of it. Watch me, even the breakup, even the divorce, come on, even the issue with your kids, come on, even the issue with your family, come on. There's a reason you've always felt like the black sheep. You were the one that was sent to change the rest of the sheep. And God needed you to stand out from them so that you would know you're not like them. I rebuke you trying to fit in with what you're supposed to change. I I wish I had some people in this building and some people online where you've known your whole life you've been different than everybody else around you. That is because God didn't want you to be like what you were sent to change. Elbow somebody next to you and say, I'm not regular. And tell them, I don't want to be regular. Say, I'm supernatural. Oh my God. I'm, right, let's go. Your leader, your labor, and your losses. And your losses. Uh, even when you lose, God says there's something you can learn. In fact, your greatest wisdom comes from your deepest wounds. And we looked at this, and we looked at three men's hurt in the Bible, and how it helped them, and how they changed when they were corrected. They changed when they were corrected because literally what wounded them was designed to give them wisdom, but the wounds corrected something. Pay attention. The wounds corrected something. Let me see if I can say it another way. The calamity corrected something. Let me see if I can say it another way. The challenge corrected something. Let me see if I can say it another way. Uh, what they went through is what got them to. Right? So, so I asked you this question on Sunday. Have you? Have what you've gone through and what you've gone through, how you've been wounded, has it changed you or did, watch me, or did you fight to remain who you were? Many people never get wisdom because when they're wounded, they fight to be who they were, not realizing the purpose of the wound was to make you into somebody better than who you were. So God trusted you with trouble to see if he could give you double. I'll talk over here where the people are going to respond. God trusted you with trouble to see if he could give you double. In other words, I need you to be wounded because this wound is going to give you wisdom. But if you keep fighting me to be who you were, you won't have to go through it over and 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 over again. Y'all got an 1115 vibe. Listen. Why? Because he says you didn't get it. He says you didn't get it. And you keep, watch me, some of you, you're shut off to people because you don't get it. Some of you have shut down to God because you don't get it. But you're going to get it tonight. Uh-uh, check your role. Uh-uh, check your role. Say, we're going to get it tonight. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Some of y'all, this is a good time now to go and change seats. Because when you say something like that, you need people around you that when you speak something that bold, it shakes everybody on your road. Say, we're going to get it tonight. 
Facebook, you're getting it tonight. YouTube, you're getting it tonight. No, you're not going through this same thing next year. You hear me? The enemies you saw this year, you will see no more again forever. I, I need you to release five seconds of worship. If you're about to put a period on some of these circles and some of these cycles that you've been going through. Say everything changes tonight. So Proverbs 15.32 says this. Proverbs, wise saying wisdom. It says, he who neglects and ignores instruction and discipline despises himself. Pay attention. You ignore instruction. So when you're wounded, you're so busy treating your wound that you ignore the wisdom. You're so busy trying. Watch me. I just, watch me. I'm just, I'm just dealing with a lot right now. Listen, you need to learn how to walk and chew gum. You don't have the luxury of a sabbatical from life. Let me talk to some of y'all. Because it's just so much. Well, baby, guess what? You ain't crushed yet. Guess what? You ain't fell. You haven't fallen yet. Stop complaining about how heavy it is and push. Ooh. I need you to just lean on with somebody. Say, quit complaining and push. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Find you another one. We may have to switch roles. Find you another one. Say, stop complaining and push. Because all that energy you're using complaining about what you got to push, you can use that energy and just push. Open your mouth and say, I got this because God's got me. Look at the screen. He who neglects and ignores instruction and discipline despises himself. But he who learns from rebuke, what does the wound do? The, you, the wound is designed to correct you. Rebuke simply means, watch me, it's designed to check you. It's designed to correct something in you. Everybody look at me. Many Christians become uncheckable because they learn to live by love and grace, watch me, instead of by blessing and favor. What do you mean? Watch me. You keep going through the same thing saying, I'm so glad he loves me. I'm so glad he gives me grace. And that's amazing. But watch me. But are you going to stay there the rest of your life? Because for 38 years, a man sat by a pool in love and grace, but he never got checked. Come on. He never let the wound of seeing other people get what was supposed to be his make it change them. And I'm so glad some of y'all, here's what you said. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired about the same thing. I'm ready for change. Let's scream. He says he acquires understanding and grows in wisdom. So we looked at three men. They were Job. Noah and Paul. Job's hurt. Noah's hurt. Paul's hurt was to help them not do what he hated. What hurts deepest helps most. Say there's wisdom in my womb. And we looked at this on Sunday. Proverbs 6.16. The sixth thing the Lord hates. Pay attention. Many Christians have their list of things that they think God is really against. And what's amazing is the stuff that you're tripping over. God like what? I ain't even, that ain't even on my list. Because while you're concerned, watch me, sin is simply an illegitimate response to a legitimate need. I'll back that thing up so you get it. Sin is simply an illegitimate response to a legitimate need. And so while you are tripping over the illegitimacy of the response, God is looking at the legitimacy of the need. His issue when we look at this list, it deals with, watch me, it deals with things that most people like to ignore because they want to point attention to somebody else's need. Look at somebody say, stop judging people. Stop. Because while you want to condemn everybody to hell because they got this issue, that issue, that issue, God is like, but I can't stand your proud look, though. I, 
It's on the screen. Look. The sixth thing the Lord hates, that word hate in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means this. It means God is an enemy to these things. Yes, seven, or an abomination to him. Pay attention. That means disgusting and dishonorable. God says, this is disgusting me. Let's look at what's on his list. Dude, give me a drum roll. Give me a drum roll. Give me a drum roll, please. All right, you ready? ready, ready, ready? Number one, a proud look. Now, notice, we looked at three men. What were their names? Y'all saying names that ain't in the scripture. Tyrone, Craig, Ravel. Listen, those are not the names I said. <laughs> Job, Noah, Paul. Let's go. One more again. Here we go. Verse 17. A proud look. Paul was arrogant. Paul was so arrogant that when he looked at the others who walked with Jesus, he made himself equal to them. He said they appeared to be pillars. Watch me. When you knew, you can begin to think you're better than what's been. Mm. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Paul was very arrogant and prideful because Paul had studied at the feet of one of the leading spiritual leaders of the day. His name was Gamaliel. Paul had studied at his feet. Paul was one of his apprentices. Paul was one of his spiritual sons. And so he began to see himself as an, in an elevated way. So he looked down on Christians. In fact, Paul was one of the number one murderer of Christians because he used his, watch me, he used his spirituality to justify his carnality. Let me see if I can say it another way. He used God to justify acting like the devil. Have you ever met some people that use God to justify acting like a, I almost said it, fool? Oh my God. Y'all ain't met people like that? that? That they will cuss you out in the name of the Lord? And you, well now, sometimes, it, listen, this is what it takes. Listen, verse 17, what's me, what's me? A proud look, Paul was arrogant. Paul was prideful. So when, when, when one of the first things that God does when he calls Paul, Paul is riding his animal into the city. And the first thing God does is Paul knocks him on the floor. In other words, he says, I'm sick of you looking down at people. So I'm going to make it where now you got to look up at everybody. And then when you do get up, the Bible says he was blind until he got to who was going to mentor him and teach him. In other words, watch me. Can I help some of y'all? Your arrogance made God knock you down because you thought you couldn't be corrected. You thought you couldn't be checked. Who going to check me, boo? God says, I will knock your ass on the floor. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm not cussing. I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22.10. And the Bible says, watch me. Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. It simply means your derriere in uh, common terms. I did not cuss. Don't lie on me. God says, I will knock you down. So that since you've been looking down at people, watch me, now you're going to look up at people. And for some of you, you've been in uncomfortable positions in your life the last few months because you're used to being the one doing for. Oh, who am I talking to? But now you needed somebody to do for you. Could it be that God needed to break your pride? I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, thank you for breaking my pride. I... See, some of y'all can't even say it because you still got a pride problem. You better repent tonight before he knocks you down tomorrow. Lift up your hands, open up your mouth, say, Lord, forgive me for my pride. Paul was prideful. Number two, God says, here's what I hate. Paul says, I, God says, I hate a lying tongue. And I taught you this on Sunday, that there are over 30 types of lies that are practiced. The most common are deflecting, where you avoid the subject. Omission, where you didn't include something that you knew was germane to the subject, you left it out. A pathological lie, you live in an alternate universe. 
You're not even ready. You ever met somebody like that? If you haven't met somebody, hi. We met you. <laughs> Exaggeration. You're a sensationalist. When you tell the story, you don't tell it as it was. It was one person that had an issue, and you're talking about everybody in the front. It was one person. You're talking about everybody was talking. No, that was two people who were having a conversation. What's me? God says, I hate when you exaggerate. Mm. Dismissal. That's ridiculous. I'm not even responding to that, but you didn't deny it. I can't believe you'd ask me that. I can't believe you ain't answered yet. Ooh, let's move. White lies. You, you lie to try to keep the peace. So watch me, but you keep a false sense of peace because the peace you have is predicated upon something that's not truthful. You got it? That's like lying to tell somebody, how we doing on gas? We good, and the light on. You don't want no fight, and you don't want to go back and forth in the car. You don't want to go back and forth in the car, but then watch me, but then when the car stops... See, here's the danger of a white lie is that, watch me, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create a bigger problem later on. Watch me, Job was a liar. What do you mean he was a liar? I thought he was a righteous man. He's an upright man. See, it, it, it's embedded in the scripture because Job says this. Job says this, uh, the Lord gave and the Lord took away. God didn't do that. It's quiet here. Watch me, he gave permission for it to be done, but he didn't do it himself. In other words, Job, watch me, Job, you, you have a problem because, watch me, you want to blame everything, watch me, on the biggest target. It's quiet in the building. Job, if you look at Job, when Job is going through and Job is tripping and going through everything, Job literally has this experience. Job is like, curse the day I was born. You hate me, God. I hate you now? Watch me, because it's not going the way you want. I hate you now? But when things were going the way you wanted, I loved you. So what is it? Do I love you? Do I hate you? What is it? It's quiet. Can we go further? All right. Hands that shed innocent blood. This means you distort others without cause. Paul did that. I just told you that Paul used his life uh, for many years to kill Christians. And he did it in the name of the Lord. Right? He destroyed other people without cause. Because in his mind, if we kill these Christians, this Jesus thing won't spread. But it did. Some of you say, I've never shed innocent blood. Mm -mm, no, not with your hands, with your tongue. Because you spoke against people you didn't know. You put your mouth on people that you didn't know. And I feel bad for the people who put their mouth on you and they didn't know what they were talking about. Because the Lord says, I hate that. It's not that he hates the person. But he hates the action. Y'all still here? All right, let's go a little further. Verse 18. Verse 18. Uh, a heart that devises wicked plans. This is deceitful ideas, schemes, scams, and iniquity. Paul and Job did that. Paul and Job did that. Right? I've already talked to you about how Paul, watch me, these wicked plans. You are killing people in the name of the Lord. And you knew you were wrong. How did you know you were wrong, Paul? Well, because when Paul is knocked off of his animal, do you want to know what he says? Watch me. He hears a voice. Do you want to know what he says? Lord, Lord. He says, I'm the Jesus that you are persecuting. In other words, watch me. Part of him knew he was wrong. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Some of y'all, you do stuff because you got other people gassing you up, but you know you're wrong. Watch me. I pray that you wouldn't let their gas make you miss. 
I shut down the wicked gas that's coming in your life. What do you mean by that? People who are trying to feed you on you doing wrong. and they, Man, I wouldn't do that, man. I wouldn't go. I need you to shut your mouth because you're making me shed innocent blood. Job begins to do the same thing because Job begins to conspire. Watch me. He begins to conspire and he curses the day that he's born. He curses his life. He begins to say that the Lord, he's like, Lord, why are you doing this? And his friends get around him. Three friends come around him. Be careful because when you're wounded, watch me, you're also open to being warped. Three friends come around him and they begin to feed him with crazy stuff. And so watch me. Job begins to develop and to devise these wicked plans. All right. Then look at the next one. Feet that are swift to running to evil. What does this mean? That you run to what's evil for you. Evil in scripture is not a pitchfork. It's not a red man with a suit. That's not the devil. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Evil means uh, bad, calamity, contrary to. Noah ran to what was contrary to him. Noah ran to what was evil. How do you know? The moment he gets out of the ark, he plants a a garden. He plants more specifically a vineyard. Then he gets drunk. Pay attention. Noah, you, 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 you. You had this problem before the ark. So the moment something good happens for you, you didn't run and celebrate the good. I'm talking to somebody tonight. You ran back to the evil that you used to do and you used to be. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, but I'm not running back. I'm not. You're not running back to how you used to live, how you used to act who you used to be and watch me even if you made a mistake I got good news you got a pulse so God still has a plan somebody say he's not done with me yet come on Wednesday let's go and you may not be where you want to be but you can thank God that you're not where you used to be I'm not running some of y'all the moment you get bad news you run to bad relationships the moment something the moment something crazy happens you run to what's evil for you we can, let's make it real practical. The moment you get stressed, there you go, having five loaves of bread. We, let's make it simple, because some of you are like, I don't do that. And I'm coming for you, though. Let's go. Because tonight, everything's about to change. Because tonight, everything's about to change. Facebook, tonight, everything's about to change. YouTube, tonight, everything's about to change. The moment you feel rejected, you run to a crazy place in your head. I'm done. It's over. I'm going to end it all because of one ninja, because one teenage mutant ninja turtle wanted to reject you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. God, you hate me because one door shut. Baby, it's several doors in the room. If this door don't open, that just means this ain't my door. But what I'm excited about is if I keep on going, there's another door. Over here, open up your mouth, say, I won't run to what's evil. Let's go. Here's this last one. And, oh no, last two. Verse 19, a false witness who speaks lies. This is lying to people about people. See, the lying tongue means you just lie to people. A false witness who speaks lies, you lie to people about people. God says, I hate that. Paul and Job did that. Job lied about God to his friends. Job lied about God to himself. Job lied about himself to his friends. His friends lied to him about himself. There's a whole lot of lying because he was wounded. 
You got to be careful when you're wounded because, watch me, it's very easy for you to distort reality. They've never loved me, except for all them years that they did. They ain't never done nothing for me, except for all that stuff they've done. Here's the last one. And one who sows discord among brethren. How do you do, how do, you do that? God, now, this is the one God says is disgusting to me. God says, this is gross. God says, this is like, this is like the little tentacles on calamari. This is, this is gross. Don't nobody want that? Give me the rings. I don't want. It's disgusting. I don't care how much sauce you put on it. Gross. <laughs> and I even tried one the other day, and I said, this is, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. get this from in front of me. Take this from in front of me. Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. God says, this is disgusting when you sow discord. Come here. Come here. All right, come on, come on, come on. All right, shemo. Sowing discord, which means, watch me to sow discord. So they're already on one accord. Y'all grab lock arms. They're already on one accord. You can't sow discord where there's, where there's already discord. Because it's already there. To sow discord means you see unity. You see a team working together. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me now. You, you see one accord. So now you come watch me to diss the cord. Come on. Come on, come on. And God says, this is disgusting to me. This is dishonorable to me. How do you diss the cord? You, you know, uh, I heard, I don't know, but what I heard, well then why are you talking? Well, I don't understand, you know, why he, would he think he the only one that can act when Bishop do props and stuff? I can act too. I went to Denver School of the Arts. I know art. I went to the Art Institute. I'm still paying it off. I know how to art. <laughs> I don't know why, you know, that just, I don't know. I got questions. Why are you, at, watch me, here's, how, here's why it's evil. Because you're asking people who don't have the answer. See, if, watch me, everybody look at me. If you really wanted to solve the problem, you would go to the source. Let me help some of y'all shut some mess down. The next time somebody come to you with some discourse, say, uh-uh, come here, come here. Yeah, we finna walk right over here because we ain't finna have no discord up in here. Not in this church, not in your house, not in your family. Somebody say, no discord. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I need you to attack that in the spirit. Say, no discord in Jesus' name. It's sown through gossip. It's sown through dishonor. It's sown through rebellion. It's sown through an attitude. And God says, this is, I hate it and it's disgusting. So for all of you who say, this is how I am, God says, I hate the way you are and I, I think it's disgusting to be that way. You're too grown to be acting like a little girl. You're too grown to be acting like a little boy. Elbow somebody next to you and say, it's time to step it up. Say, because in your next 12, it looks way better than your previous 12. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all, you're about to walk in the rooms you never thought you'd walk into. Have opportunity you never thought you'd have. 
Somebody say, and my next 12. Say, they're going to be my best 12. Release a praise for five seconds right there. Go five, four, three, two. <laughs> now watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Because some of y'all like, some of y'all, I, I can say, you're like, why do they keep saying that? So let me tell you why I have you to say a lot in church. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. So if you don't say it, you're not going to see it. And for some of you, watch me, the enemy wants to keep you silent so that you don't see anything. And the only thing you do speak is what you see, which means you see more of what you see because you didn't speak something you did not see. I'm going to back the thing up so you get it. If I keep speaking the lion, all I'm going to see is the lion. And so for some of you, watch me, you, you, your, your wounds, your hurt, have you so warped that the only thing you speak is what you see. But the, but the problem is, is that there's something beyond what I see. There's a door over there. So watch me, watch me. I got to make sure that I speak life so that I have life, so that I can live life, so that I can grow in life, so that I can be better in life, so that I can make it to the next stage of my life because he died that I might have life and have life more up. Shall change. So watch me. All three, Noah, Paul, and Job, if you read their stories, they all had a moment where they did something that was disgusting, and this is God's list of stuff he hates and is an abomination. So for all you Christians who want to throw people down, this is his list of the things he says, I hate that. He says, I'm an enemy to it, which means when you practice these things, you make yourself an enemy to God. So when you gossip, watch me, literally, let's pretend like the lion is God. When you gossip, Mufasa walks up on you like, this is what we're doing? And see, I know you a lion, but see, bring this one over here, bring this one over here. I know you a lion, but you him. This is God. Simba. Say your name. The Lord. So watch me. Pay attention. Pay attention. Turn him, turn him to look this way. When you practice those things, God says, I will allow you to be wounded to get wisdom so that you don't practice what I hate. So I'm not your enemy. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Let's walk it back. Let's walk it back. Let's walk it back. Let's walk it back. God says, God says, go back to the scripture Proverbs for me. He says, the, the first part of this, he says, these six things, yes, the seven uh, um, the Lord, are an abomination to the Lord. The Lord hates these things. Come on, verse. Watch me. Let's go all the way back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. These six things, gracias, the Lord hates. That word hates there is the word sane in Hebrew, S-A-N-E, which means God says, I'm an enemy to these things. Watch me. Not to you, but to these things. So when you practice these things, God says, you're going to feel like I'm against you because it's in you. Can we talk real? Have you ever gone through something in life and you were like, God, what's up? Like, do you hate me? Where are the real people at in the building? Where are the real Have you ever gone through something like, God, where are you at? Could it be that God was like, I love you, but what's in you, I'm against. And watch me. If you'll get on God's side, God will be on your side. Put him over here. If you'll get on God's side, then God is going to be on your side. Good news, he's on your side. Why? Because even if I've sinned and made mistakes, if I got a pulse, he still has a plan. Come on, let's have repentance right now. Say, Lord, forgive me for practicing what you hate. 
I release it right now. And I turn. And I turn. And I turn. So look. So look. So, so what hurts you deepest helps you most. God used what these men went through to pull those things out of them. And not only the other an, uh, ancillary, uh, ancillary benefits, because they, they, they got better, they got stronger, they got knowledge, they got skill, they got wisdom. Everything you've been through has made you better. I rebuke your thoughts that you haven't progressed. Come on. I, I rebuke, what do you mean rebuke, Bishop? That means we send it away. Come on. I rebuke your thoughts that life, watch me, that life has not been an improvement for you because he's been making you better. Come on, open your mouth and say, he's making me better. I rebuke your thoughts. I just heard this one. That is too late for you. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You may be young, but you're ready. You may be not as young as you used to be, but you're still ready. I'm going to need some faith to rise up in this middle section. I'm going to need you to open your mouth and say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. So look at this. So Proverbs 1.20, last part we're out. Bible talks about um, what wisdom really is designed to do for you. Sunday's message, I'm going to show you something you've never, ever seen in the Bible, specifically about October 31st. You've never heard it. I know you've never heard it. I just I ain't even, you never heard it. You can Google it all you want. You ain't going to Google it. You ain't heard it. Watch me. Watch me. Look at this. The wisdom cries out aloud in the street. Wisdom is loud. The only reason that, that you don't pay attention to wisdom, it, watch me, is because, is because you choose to ignore wisdom. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. Now, wisdom is personified as a woman here because Solomon, when he's teaching his sons about wisdom, he says, I am your father, and what I teach you will be your mother. So what I teach you will mother you. She will comfort you. She will be the breast that you sup from. She will be there for you. She will, watch me, when you're lonely, she will come and be there with you and for you. She'll rock you. Come on. She'll, she'll lullaby you. She'll put you to sleep and she'll wake you up. She'll make it feel better when you got an hour. Paul says, well, uh, excuse me, Solomon says, what I teach you will be your mother. So she's personified as a, as a woman here. So when it says, wisdom cries aloud on the streets of the market, she raises her voice. Verse 22, how long, oh simple ones, will you love being simple? In other words, wisdom says, when are you going to change? This is the question wisdom asks. This is the question wisdom asks. It's the same question wisdom is asking me. The same question wisdom is asking you. Because more often than not, we want our circumstances to change. Not realizing, what if it was sent to change? You're so focused on getting out of the valley. What if the valley was designed to change you? And you don't want to come out before you're done. <laughs> Look, how long will simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? He was like, you hate being told right. Like, you, you ever call somebody to, to, you know, to try to give them some wisdom, try to help them out a little bit? And they were like, I know, I know, I know. Here's what wisdom says. Wisdom says, I'm tired of you telling me I know but you still haven't done anything different. Come on, somebody say change, change, change. All right, look at, look at verse 23. If you turn, change, 
at my reproof. Verse 23, if you turn or change at my reproof, which is my correction, look at me, I will pour my spirit to you. Who's talking? Wisdom. So then wisdom is a spirit, which means wisdom is supernatural. Elbow somebody next to you say, I'm supernatural, baby. I'm, yeah, I'm not regular because I got wisdom. And wisdom makes me supernatural. I, I'm setting you up. Setting you up for Sunday. Look. Little look. I will make my words known to what? You. Verse 24. Because I have called and you refused to listen. I stretched out my hand and no one heeded. Watch me. And no one has heeded. Uh, look at this. Unheard, unimportant, unvalued. Wisdom says if you don't value me, you will live as a victim. Wisdom says I stretched out my hand. And you don't want to listen. You, you don't want to heed. The worst thing to have to do is watch someone self-destruct. When wisdom is in reach. Ooh, come on, y'all. Why you get quiet now? So watch verse 26 because wisdom is petty. Look, look what she says. I'm going to laugh at you. She says, I will laugh at your calamity. Why am I going through this? Wisdom is like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> wisdom, wisdom says, this is funny to me. I can't believe I'm going through these relationship troubles. Wisdom is like, I can. I can't believe I'm going through these financial troubles. Wisdom is like, I can believe it. I can believe it. It's quiet. It's quiet. Look at this. I will mock you when terror strikes you. W wisdom says, mm, how's that working out for you? How's that putting everything else before me working out for you? Oh, you were doing good for a few months. I know, I know, I know. You were the man for a few months. How's that working out for you, though? Does it feel okay? Is it okay? Is it challenging? Is it challenging for you? You want to talk about it? Wisdom says, I told you. So, that's what wisdom says. Because here's the thing. Wisdom says this. Wisdom says, I wanted to give you the answers up front so that when you were tested, you'd pass. You didn't want the answers, so now you're testing. And you're going to have to test no matter what. But without wisdom, you're going to fail. I'm so glad you sit next to somebody that's getting wiser. I'm so glad you on chat with somebody that's getting wiser. Can I get you to say your first and last name, please? Say, I'm getting wiser. All right, all right, look at this, look at this, look at this. Let's go, let's go. Verse 27. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes at you like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, verse 28, look what wisdom says. Then you're going to want to hear from me. She says, you, she, wisdom says, you're going to want me. Back then, you didn't want me. Now you're going through, you're all up on me. 
But look at what she says. But I won't answer. She says, she says, when you're in a storm, you're going to seek me diligently. Let me talk to some of you like, God, I just don't know. Everything's so confusing. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? God says, I have to teach you the price of not listening so that next time you'll. Is there anybody that can be honest that you've gone through some stuff to what? Listen, look, Lord, look, tell me what to do. Tell me what you want. Tell me what, I'm not going through this mess over and over and over and over again. You'll never value, watch me, you'll never, there's a saying that says where there's an abundance of information, there's a scarcity of attention. You won't value it if you think that you can always access it. The value of any commodity is predicated upon supply and demand. So when the, watch me, so when the supply shrinks, watch me, then the demand increases, the price increases. Pay attention. You value God now like you've never valued him. Why? Because you had a supply and demand issue. Let's talk. So when it seemed like you were far from him, watch me, but now you're back in church. Now you're worshiping. Now you're giving. For some of you, you've never been in church. You've never logged on. You value him at another level now. It's quiet. He says, they will seek diligently, but will not find me. We're almost done. Verse 29, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. What does this mean, the fear of the Lord? It doesn't mean you're walking around, I'm scared of God. No. It means that we reverence the Lord. We honor the Lord. Say, Lord, I honor you. What does that mean? I make what's important to you, God, important to me. This is because they hated the Lord and did not choose the fear, the honor of the Lord. God says, when you reject wisdom, everybody look at me. He says, you hate me. I'm going to show you something about wisdom on Sunday that's just going to make you, if you know, if your face, if I don't see jaws on the ground, like seriously, I want to see mouths on the carpet. This is going to blow your mind. Look at this. Look at this. Look, verse verse uh, 30. They would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Would have none. In other words, God says, I tried to tell you, you just wouldn't listen. And every time I was like, don't do that, you told me to be quiet. So I stopped talking. That's why I did this on a Wednesday. Verse 31, therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their ways. What does this mean? Your actions, watch me, you sold it. You produced it. Now you got to eat that. Eat the cake. Anime. <laughs> this cake good. Frost, bring that whole cake over here. It's a movie. All right, watch me, watch me, watch me. Some of y'all thought Jay-Z came up with that. No, it was from a movie. What's love got to do with it? Yes, yes, yes. Read your Bibles. Come on. Let's go, y'all. We're almost done. God says, God says, the only way I can change, y'all ready? The only way I can change your life is to change what your taste is. So I will let you live. Come on, Wednesday. I will let you sow crazy, produce fruit that's crazy, and eat crazy. Watch me. 
And you're going to eat the fruit of your way and have the fill of your own device. But watch me. But God says, but at some point, I'm going to change what you have a taste for. You're going to say, you know what? I ain't even chasing that no more. My taste is changed. Is there anybody in the building, anybody online, where you can say my taste is changing? The people I used to be around, my taste is changed. The places I used, my taste is changed. The relationships I used to like, my taste has... Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Say my taste is changing. My taste... I don't even like shallow people. My taste is changing. I'm not interested in shallow relationships. My taste is changing. I've learned to love me. My taste is changing. Help somebody let you say your taste is changing. Look at you reading the Bible. Your taste changed. Look at you worshiping. Your taste changed. You're the first one in your bloodline to serve in church. Your taste is changing. Your taste is changing. What you used to love, what you used to have a passion for, your taste changes. He said, this is the only way I can change your life. I got to change what you eat. <laughs> you used to want to be the one getting all the attention. I changed your taste to where now you good being in the background making it happen. Who am I talking to? You used to be addicted and if you didn't have a certain number of people like your picture, you were like, what's wrong with me? But your taste changed and now you look at you and say, if you don't love me, I love me some me. Won't you lay your hands on yourself? Say, I love me some me. I... So look, God says, to change you, I'm gonna have to let you eat that. I'm gonna have to let you eat bad relationship after bad relationship. I'm gonna have to let you eat bad job experience after bad job. I'm gonna have to let you eat that. I'm gonna have to let you eat that. Because if I don't change what you have a taste for. See, look, you can go to the gym all day, but if you eat 10,000 calories, it don't matter. <laughs> Somebody asked me that. They said, why do you reduce your, why do you eat like that? You can eat whatever you want. I said, listen, I don't go into that gym and be doing all of that to stay even. I ain't trying to maintain. I'm designed to improve. On three, shout change. One, two, three, change. Last two verses. For the simple are killed by their turning away. The Bible is a really, really petty book. Because notice one of its references to a fool. A simple fool is a petty fool. P-E-T-I, I taught you that last week. P pay attention. God says, you simple. I love him. Because God would be all in the comments. Okay. All right. Because he loves you too much to leave you the way he found you. See, like, if you don't want to change, go get you a dead God. Go get you a Buddha or something that's dead. Because Jesus is alive. And every day he wants you to get better than you were the day before. 
And watch me, I'm not in competition with anybody else. I'm in competition with yesterday's version of myself. This will help you celebrate other people when you realize you're not in their lane, they're not in your lane. You do you, I'm gonna do me. Cause you can't be me and I can't be you. Elbow somebody next to you say, I'm rooting for you. Say, matter of fact, my next shout is for your next victory. Go. This is for you. This one's for you. This shout is for you. This shout is for you. This shout is for you. I'm shouting for you. Look, here it is. This is the simple are killed by their turning away. What does this mean? Inconsistency. He says, he says, he says, listen, wisdom says you're never going to change if you're inconsistent. Watch me. You can't take five steps in the right direction. And then because you emotional. <laughs> Ten steps back. Some of y'all were still counting. Like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you ready? Wisdom says, if I made this progress, come on, even if I'm emotional, even if I'm frustrated, even if I want to holler, even if I feel like a box of Rice Krispies and I want to snap a land pop, what I'm not doing is step. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. Watch me. Some of y'all need to tell people, you ain't pulling me into who I used to be. I ain't doing that. I ain't going back there. I'm not regressing. I'm making progress. My eyes are going forward. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, we're not going back. We're going forward. Say, no regression. Just progression. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. We're done. Look at the screen. He says, it's the simple that keep turning away. Because... This is new. This is different. God is like, duh. Yeah, but, but Lord, I've never done it before. He's like, I know. And I think he does this too, because he's like, <laughs> like, God, but this is so new for me. He's like, I know. I'm not a stale God. I'm not an old bag of Lay's potato chips. I'm not a stinking Happy Meal where the burger is cold. Y'all like those in I'm not one of them chicken nuggets that fell in between your seats and you forgot it was down there. <laughs> Who know about the chicken nugget that fell in between the seats? Listen. <laughs> you know you a boss when you got a chicken nugget in between your seats. <laughs> I'm so busy, I can't even clean my chicken nuggets out of my seat. We're done, y'all. Here we go. Say, I will remain consistent. Mm -hmm. So look, and he says, and the complacency of fools destroys them. So for some of you, your issue is not that you go back. Your issue is you don't move at all. You the same you, October 21 and this, as you were October 2020. And God says, watch me, the one that does this is a fool, and the one that does this is a fool. 
You're neither. You're neither. Because you about to walk it like you talk it. I wish I had some faith people in the building. I wish I had some faith people online. Say I'm about to walk it like I talk it. How do you know that, Bishop? It's the last verse. It's the last verse. But whoever listens to me, who's talking? Wisdom. How do I know you're about to do that? Because you're going to listen to wisdom. You're going to get this series and listen to it. You're going to listen to the life-giving messages. You're going to fill yourself with the words. You're like, well, Bishop, how do I get wiser? It's a daily thing. It's a daily grind. It ain't just one day you wake up wise. No. You're going to have to feed yourself over and over and over and over and over and over again. You're going to have to make it your business to get wisdom. You got to make it your business. That's what the Bible says. Get wisdom. That means you got to go get it. We have to pursue it, which means, watch me. I'm not in competition with you getting wisdom. I'm just making sure that I get the wisdom that I need. Stop. I just heard this. Don't compare yourself to other Christians. Because some of you, you'll start to feel inadequate because you're like, oh, look at them. Mm -mm -mm, don't worry about them. That's they walk. Work out your own salvation with fear and them. This is, this is my walk. And if I'm going to mess myself up trying to walk your walk. All right, look at this. But whoever listens to me, say, I'm listening, wisdom. God makes these three promises. Here's where you're at. This is why everything's about to change. What's about to change, watch me, is you. This is why everything's about to change. Because you're about to change. No, I'm going to say it again. This is why things are about to switch suddenly for you, because you're about to switch suddenly. I wish I had some faith in this building. This is why things are about to be supernaturally suddenly in your life. Why? Because you're about to supernaturally suddenly begin to listen like you've never listened before. Somebody say, Lord, I'm open. Say, Lord, I'm listening. Three promises, and we're done. He says, you will dwell secure, which means, watch me, you will not rock and shake, shake and rock. You will not be tossed to and fro. People may come and go in your life, and you're going to be. Matter of fact, it'll be like this. Let me prophesy to you. It'll be like this. It'll be like this, that you can't lose anybody because you were the one that brought the bag. If you're the one that brings value, I can't lose nobody if I'm the one that brought value. Every equation has a water and a horse. One needs the other, the other doesn't. I speak, you're going to be the water in the equation. I, I can't lose anybody because I'm the one that brought the value. Somebody say, I'm a value adder. You're going to be secure. If somebody says, I don't like you, you're going to say, well, baby, that's, that's, that's your problem. The man says, I can't stand you. Say, I got that much power to knock you down. You can't stand me. Say, I'll be secure. You'll be secure in your relationship with God. You'll be secure in serving. You'll be secure in giving. You'll be secure in worshiping. Matter of fact, you're going to be the most radical worshiper in the building. The most radical worshiper online. Why? I'm secure. Which means I don't care what you think about my shout. What you think about my praise. It's not for you. It's for God. Somebody say, I'm secure. 
I'm secure in shouting. I'm secure in praising. I'm secure in worshiping. I'm secure in giving. I'm secure. And even if I make a mistake, I'm still secure. Why? Because God's got my back. I'm not out here by myself. The Lord is with me. And if God be for me, who would? Number two, you're going to be at ease. Elbow somebody, tell them, say, stop being so tense. When, 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 when you receive wisdom, you don't tense up. Some of y'all get so stressed so fast. And I understand. I understand. But watch me. But when you receive wisdom, you dwell secure. I'm secure. And watch me. And I'm not going to be stressed out. I'm not doing it. I'm not participating in that. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. It doesn't mean it's not important. It just means I'm not going to live in stress. I will be at ease. What used to stress you is going to be easy for you. What used to stress you is going to be easy for you. What used to challenge you is going to be easy for you. What used to make you want to quit, watch me, is going to be easy for you now. Uh-uh, I just heard somebody, watch me, uh-uh, I rebuke your quit. Let's go. It's about to be easy for you because you're about to get wisdom on how to handle it. Open your mouth, say wisdom's coming, wisdom's coming. You'll dwell secure, you'll be at ease. And there's a comma that's embedded in the verse, which suggests that the next line item is not directly connected to the previous line item or the previous portion of the scripture. So, so watch this. Dwell secure, be at ease. Watch me, and watch me. You will out. You will. You will be without the dread of disaster. What does this mean? I'm not worried. I'm not. Why? Because wisdom tells me. Watch me. All I got to do is keep watching the movie. I'll win. There seems to be faith over here. I don't know what's up with my middle section. Come on, middle section. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Watch me. I will not fear disaster. Matter of fact, if it looks like it's falling apart because I got wisdom, maybe it's coming together. Come on, y'all. Somebody say, I won't fear disaster. Say, because all things work together for my good. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's working, it's working, it's working, it's working for my good. Release a praise right there, Wednesday. Working for me, working for me, working for me. I'm secure, not stressed, and don't fear disaster. All things are working together. That's Bible, Romans 8, 28, for my good. I need you to just get to three people and fist bump them or elbow them. Tell them it's working for your good. Tell them. Work, 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 work. 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 It's working for my good. And I'm glad about it. And I'm glad about it. Somebody shout, I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. Why? 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 
Because everything's going to change. Because I am. Everything's going to happen suddenly. Because I'm going to change. And if I sow that, I'm going to reap that. Say suddenly. So maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're in the building tonight. <laughs> and uh, you suddenly need to do something. And that's give your life to the Lord. Can I just get you for a couple of seconds to just close your eyes for just a couple of seconds? That's not true. Not a couple of seconds. For just several seconds. Just get you to close your eyes for just a minute. How about that? If you're in this building on your line, guess what? There's something you need to suddenly do. If you're not a Christian, you need to give your life to him. See, when you give him you, when you change just like that, things will change just like that. Secondly, maybe you're giving your life to the Lord, but you drifted, you fell away. This is your moment to come back to the Lord suddenly. This is your moment to change. God says, I want you to dwell secure. What does that mean? God says, I don't want you insecure. I don't want you walking around with your insecurity all over your face. I don't want you walking around uh, panting for the affection and the attention of another human to do what only I can do for you. So tonight, if you need to become a Christian, number two, if you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, number three, like Bishop, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure if you're in this building or online, on the count of three in the building, I'm going to ask you to just wave your hand real quick. No judgment, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. I'm not going to have you come down front. I'm not going to have you come confess your sins to anybody. No, uh, we all need Jesus, y'all. And there's no place too low where the blood of Jesus cannot flow. I'm so glad that he doesn't judge my future by my past. I'm so glad that he doesn't throw us away. If you got a pulse, he's still got a plan. So if you're in the building, raise your hand. If you're online, just do the hand wave emoji. Say, it's me. One, God's coming to get you. This is your moment. Wisdom is, wisdom is literally talking to you right now. And she's like, don't miss this moment tonight. Because what if tonight was the night that changed everything for you? In the building, if you to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure, just wave that hand online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say, it's me. On three, one. Wisdom is speaking. Respond to her. Two, she's crying loud in the street. Respond to her. One, two, three. If that's you, just wave that hand right where you're at. Right where you're at. Right where you're at. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Right where you're at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody, real quick, just pray this quick prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you for never giving up on me. I confess in my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Great days are here for me. Everything will change because I will change. And wisdom demands change. So I speak life over myself. I'm wiser. I'm stronger. I'm better. I'm more spiritual. Jesus' name. Amen. 
We just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord. Just text the word decision to the phone number right there on the screen, 877-552-4746, or you can scan that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 